This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. My name is Sam Miller. I'm an intellectual property litigator and shareholder at Baker Donaldson Beerman Caldwell in Berkowitz in Nashville, Tennessee. The actual title of it is, Are You Sure You Own the Copyrights in Your Code? And it dealt with software, and it's available through the Baker Donaldson website. If you go to my bio at Baker Donaldson, B-A-K-E-R-D-O-N-E-L-S-O-N.com, and search for Sam Miller, you'll find a link to that article. The way the Copyright Act is set up, the author of the work, which is the person that fixes the work in a tangible medium, has the copyright at the moment of creation, at the moment pen touches paper, and that work is created. If that person is an employee of a company operating in the course and scope of their employment, the Copyright Act says that that authorship right and ownership uh, automatically transfers, by authorship I mean ownership as well, transfers to the employer. The typical factors that you look at are the typical factors for agency. Is the person using instrumentalities of the employer? Does the employer pay taxes on that person? Does the employer have a right to control the manner in which that person does the work? Does the employer provide the location for the work and so forth? If the person is actually an employer, as used in that traditional sense of that person, then the ownership transfers to them. If the person that is doing the work, the author, is an independent contractor, you look at the Copyright Act and you look and see if one of the enumerated categories uh, of works is listed. For example, if someone is creating an atlas, an atlas would be covered versus someone who creates software code. Software code is not one of the enumerated provisions in the Copyright Act, and therefore, in order for that ownership to transfer to the employer or the person paying the independent contractor, there would need to be a written assignment. The Work for Hire Doctrine is created by the Copyright Act. There's actual provision that defines what work for hire means, and a work for hire means that at the time an author who is an employee creates a work, the ownership transfers to the employer, or in the context of an independent contractor, if it meets one of the enumerated categories and there's a written assignment, it transfers to the employer or the person paying the independent contractor. Well, the doctrine applies in any context in which you are trying to transfer ownership to the person paying for the work. Now, let me give an example. An example is if you hire someone to create code for an Apple app, you know, an iPhone app, if you pay that person, the person paying the coder would want to have ownership of that property right. The actual copyright property right doesn't transfer to the person paying for the code automatically. The author is the initial owner, and the author is the coder, and therefore the initial owner of the code. Uh, since the code is not something that falls within one of the enumerated categories of the Copyright Act for work for hire transfer, there would need to be a written assignment versus if you are a software company that develops this particular thing and you hire coders for that particular purpose, then the ownership of the work created by the coder would automatically transfer to the employer. Copyrights are just like any other intangible property right. They are freely alienable. They can be transferred through assignment. They can be transferred through descending to your estate or your heirs. Generally, and I should say generally because we've talked about the automatic transfer of ownership through an employer-employee relationship, you have to have a written assignment of the particular copyright, and copyright only covers that particular right. It doesn't give you rights to the subject matter itself. It gives you right to the actual intangible property right that attaches to that work. I've been surprised by the level of response I've gotten to my article 
was a relatively brief article, and I think this is an area that most software companies, small software companies in particular, may not be particularly aware of. And this comes into play with small developers who hire independent contractors or even college students to write code for their programs, whether it be an iPhone app, whether it be some kind of social media app, whether it be some sort of website or other design. And those particular companies don't obtain the right paperwork on the front end, and they don't actually pay these people as employees. They're all independent contractors for tax purposes, and that creates potential ownerships later on, particularly potential ownership issues when they go and seek venture capital or attempt to sell their companies in the future. The best thing to do for software companies and others that are developing different works, whether it's Internet or software or iPhone apps or Android apps, is to have agreements on the front end that establish, A, if they're employees, what is within the course and scope of their agreement, what type of things are they supposed to be doing. And the second thing to do would be to include a uh, assignment of anything that says you agree that you're doing this within the course and scope of your employment. Even if you do it at home and it's something that we use, you don't own it. It's been assigned to us and we own it. That would typically flow within an employment agreement, within an assignment agreement, or even potentially be linked to a non-disclosure agreement because you don't want your employees or independent contractors sharing particular development projects with other people. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.